Hello, uh, Pastor here. Um, this is kind of really, really raw recording here. I'm actually driving down the road. Just wanted to get a few thoughts. Sometimes it's hard to get a, some quiet time alone where you can jot these things down, but there's no script. I'm just going to talk off the cuff a little bit. Working with the Pieces of Our Journey podcast and blog, and uh, for those of you who are not familiar with it, it's about the journey of what it's like to have autistic children, children with disabilities, and just a, a place to share some of the triumphs and some of the trials and some of the things that work and what don't, and just a, a way to, for people that's experiencing these kind of things to uh, have, a, have an outlet. And I've uh, been asked to contribute to that in some different ways. And uh, so I want to speak to on some different subjects, pulling from my knowledge well and uh, I also thought that we might like to hear this on some different formats as well so um, we're going to talk a little bit today about this situation and uh, there's a a story in the Bible and I'm not going to tell you the exact address where it comes from because I don't have it in front of me and I'm, honestly I am horrible with numbers if you want a pastor that can rattle off every single location of scripture in the, in the word, that's not me. I know it's in there. I know I can find it, but I don't have it right here in front of me. But anyway, to paraphrase, Jesus encounters this fellow that he was born blind and dumb. He could not see. He could not talk. Born that way. And uh, his disciples, they asked him and said, Jesus, what caused this man to be like this? Was it something that he did? Was it something that his parents did? And Jesus said, no, it was neither of their sins. It's that it was to glorify God. Now, I need to go in a little deeper on this and, and clarify, because I'm sure there's many of us that we have these children that have these disabilities. They've had them since birth. They've had them since early childhood. And we have to wonder why. It's very frustrating sometimes. It, it saddens us when we see other children and they can do these things that yours can't. Carry on a conversation be able to interact the way that normal kids interact and we just don't have these things and we wonder why and when you're coming from a, a religious background and you can oftentimes really get down on God because you're in this situation because it doesn't seem fair that you're missing out that your life is difficult because of these things. And then if we, we read the story, it almost seems like that God did this on purpose. He did it so he can show off. And that's, that's not the case at all. See, if we know God, if you study his word, and you know who he is, you know that he is for us, that he loves us, 
that he does not do evil to us. That he has an expected end for us. That he wants us to grow and to be better. Now many times during the course of this process, we are going to face difficulties. We are going to face challenges. And God will allow us to go through them so we can grow and stretch and meet our potential. So we can be able to face things down the road better. So that our relationship with him will grow. And that's is across the board for everybody. Everybody faces these types of things. And these are the reasons that God allows it to happen. We have free will. Many times it's our choices that puts us in a situation. We have the choice to seek God. Many times we just simply do not seek God to steer us away, pull us out. We're selfish, we are difficult, and we want to do our own thing. I'm getting a little preaching, getting a little off topic, so let me get light what we're talking about here. So, we have these children with these conditions. It is because they are born into a sinful world. We take and look at the first generations of people that lived for hundreds and hundreds of years at a time. And if we make it to 100 today, that's even below God's stated time of 120. We think we're doing something. We think that's a, a great accomplishment. And it's because of the environment that we live in today. It's sinful. The world fell Man turned it over to Satan. Satan has his dominion over it. And everything is infected. From the air we breathe to the food we take in, we are in a fallen world. And because of that, things will go wrong. And it starts in the beginning. God knows us in the womb, and sin is there too. Because after all, these children are in a sinful body of the parent. Because we are all sinners. We're all affected by the fall. It's not God looking down and pointing his finger and saying, Okay, this little baby's going to be autistic. This little baby's going to have this birth defect. This little baby's going to have ADHD. It's, it's not like that at all. God is not up there just randomly putting down judgment or punishment. Or afflictions. So what did Jesus mean when he said it's for God's glory? Well, if you continue on with the story, Jesus touches this fella and he heals him. From then on, he can see, he can hear, he's, he's restored, he is normal. And that is the glory in the story that through his interaction, by the power of the kingdom of heaven, he was healed. That's the glory. 
And that glory is in each and every one of our stories. And it may not seem like a lot's happening. And I don't know what your prayer life is. I don't know what your relationship is with God. But he is here with us, each and every one of us. And even myself, sometimes I wish that things would improve on a quicker time scale. That things would get better than what they are. But what I have to realize is, is that even though things may not be the way that I want them to be, God is still in control and he's still seeing us through each and every day. And even though our lives may not be what the world would say is normal, that it's different, there is still so much joy. We celebrate things and we have triumphs and we cheer and we smile when we see the, the littlest of things, the littlest of improvements, the smallest accomplishments, because where many people would just take these things for granted, they are huge milestones for our family. And that, my friends, that is God at work. That is his glory. So when you're wondering, you know, what did I do wrong? Is this my fault? The answer is no. And for those of you that don't know what it's like firsthand, and you see it out there, you shouldn't think the same thing either. It's no one's fault. It's because no one's did. God doesn't work that way. Matter of fact, when you see the struggles, the best thing you can do is, is, is to say nothing except for a, a prayer to God. Unite, come into agreement, and be helpful in the best way possible by prayer. And stay in faith. Ask God for the little things, for a little comfort, for a little rest. For a little patience. And all in all, we will maintain, we will carry on, and we will succeed. We will heal. God has got it in control. He says we are meant to be healthy and whole. We are to be as hands and feet, and we need to be able to be all we can be to be able to accomplish these things. And what we are doing is, as we are waiting upon the Lord, as it takes time for the things to line up and Him to put everything into place, as we wait, our faith grows and our story grows. That all of us will have this opportunity to say, hey, this is what God has done in my life. This is what God has done for my son, my daughter. This is what 
God is doing. And be thankful for the little things, the people that work with their children, the support, the things that we're able to accomplish and get for them. When we win the battles with the insurance, when we win the battles with the supply companies, when we win the battles of the behaviors, thank God for it. Be thankful. And remember that he has a part in all of it.